Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit hover.com slash wizard to get 10% off your domain name registrations. That's good. So, oh man, somebody made a joke about ghosts the other day and I thought of you. We're <laughs> <laughs> rats here. Was that bullshit? Is your microphone plugged in? There's a fucking dongle hanging out That's there. That's for player four. Mm. Player four? Press start player four. Think of the thing to say. No. Oh my god. Press start player four. Nick Brecken's here. January 9th, 2013, and Steambox. This is Idlephones89. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. Sean Steambox Vanneman. That's what they call me. Is it? Yeah. Does that predate the knowledge of the Steambox? Uh, by quite some time. Huh. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was your name in college. Yeah. 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 Steambox. When I was <laughs> in the practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> so are you excited about your namesake? Uh, you know, um, I, I'm going to sue the living shit. Out of Valve. Oh, that's good. It. They've got money. But they don't have a Steam box. They do, actually. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's or true. do you mean they don't have you? <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> How was your New Year's? Your real New Year's? Oh, my, my actual, my Earth New Year's? Yeah, it was good. your Earth New Year's. Yeah, it was, it good. was good. It was good. I enjoyed yeah. not recording this. Really? No, I missed it a lot, actually. I missed you. Oh. I missed you. Do we actually have anything to say about the real Steam box? I think it's a good thing. Sean Vanneman? <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Both I, my, my uh, practice squad career uh, at the University of Southern California and that Valve and box, that Valve box that's going to play computers games on your television set. It's really tiny. Yeah, it is really small. It's weird that, I, I mean, with the Ouya apparently actually being a thing that exists for real... And this being a thing, it's weird that we're in an era of, oh, and then that weird NVIDIA. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. thing. That's it. might be. A that looks like, an, <laughs> it looks like the N-Gage returned. That's, yeah. The really, that crawled out, is, of the, out of the muck. <laughs> that thing is uh, designed for. Uh, but there's a lot of that stuff. There's a lot of little embedded, like embedded system on a board. Yeah. Computer things. Like there's also, it's a way lower tech thing actually it looks kind of like the yeah there's a another kickstarted android thing called the game stick that's not really game stick it's because it's just like it's an Eesh. hdmi thumb stick basically so you plug you plug it into your tv behind your hd what does it TV. do it contains it plays like android it games? contains oh. embedded 3d hardware and an android store marketplace and has a wireless controller that connects to it so i wonder so, and that one presumably didn't blow up like the yeah i did it also is doing really well on Kickstarter. is it really yeah not to the same degree as the yeah but it's doing well like millions mm-hmm. of dollars yeah Wow. Or at least hundreds and hundreds of thousands of yeah, dollars. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. 
That is that is fascinating to me. I wonder what that I wonder what that means. Like, well, I, what's funny is this X3i, which is the company that Valve has invested in to build the Steambox, mm-hmm. was also on Kickstarter and didn't do shit. Apparently. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Then Valve swoops in. Yeah. We got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I'm way more excited about that than I am any of these weird Android things. I mean, I I guess that stuff's fine. Like, I don't yeah, know. I, that doesn't really. I don't, I don't really experience. I don't play any games in that marketplace. I don't really know anything about it. So it's like maybe I should be excited about it, and I haven't been converted yet. Yeah. I but mean, the I, thing that I'm stoked about is that all my console friends who just won't get into the PC game right. are going to be able to play Steam games yeah, on yeah, their yeah. TV, and yeah. we can co-op and do all the fun yeah. things that I like to do. Play Dota. I'm really <laughs> curious about With, the performance yeah. of it. Like, do you guys know anything about the XI3 no. system? I, mean, I guess we could look it up. Yeah, because I know the only thing that I saw was... Um, They're a micro-PC com- uh, company, though. Yeah, but, yeah. like, um, Arthur Geis of Polygon pointed out that it draws 40 watts of power, which is what? one-tenth what a desktop yeah. PC draws. Yeah. Which I guess is understandable if everything in it is tiny and solid-state and stuff. But, like, that what graphics hardware exists right. that only draws that little amount of power i yeah. guess it's it's, yeah. it's an interesting it thing. looks like one i mean it, that's not what the thing is going to look like but their prototypes that they have on the floor they've said CBS. actually they've said actually that the prototype enclosure that the, all the photos are of is at Indicative. least very close. Yeah. yeah it looks like it's just a giant like a square heat sink almost. It's yeah. they say it's about the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's really exciting because I think the Steam marketplace is a really like I, I think Steam's a, probably my fa- clearly my favorite marketplace to buy games and like I bought my sister the Valve complete pack for her birthday over the holidays. Oh cool. And uh she's just sort of getting into Steam. She doesn't have a P- she uses her boyfriend's PC. I'm hoping that there's like little gateway things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think she's the perfect person to where would want a de- like a a console in the living room that had access to those games into that community because the community is also really good and on steam yeah i really like my friends list got a bunch of people in there who are always down to play a game yep and i've also been gifted way more ga- like i've never been gifted a game on any other platform in my life yeah i but mean it's even possible on console platforms i, I guess maybe so. i don't know maybe I don't know. yeah but like i got in like a gifting i guess the fact that we don't know that is evidence the valve does it better because <laughs> yeah. it's obvious you know that it's well, possible because they're doing those like badge achievement things during the sales now so one was like they had like a holiday badge for buying stuff from the holidays, the holiday sale mm-hmm. over this just this break, and one of them is like buy your friend a, a gift, mm. which is awesome. Like just promoting that and stupid. <laughs> I, guess I don't know, is. like yeah. whatever. Like if no, I know. I'm not saying it isn't. I just, I'm stuff. always, I'm always, I never know it. I never know how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that. I, it's not that I'm like, oh, this is terrible. This is a scourge. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I just don't know. Like I don't know. I can't. It's a fun form experience. A strong though, opinion about like it. It, it plants yeah. in my brain. Oh, I'm gonna do that and get that stupid little badge thing. Mm-hmm. And so I go through my list of friends and I go, oh man, who do I really, who have I really enjoyed spending time with this year or playing games with this year? And then I like click on a couple people and then I look at their wish list and see what they want and then see if any of it is something I would want to get them or is on sale yeah. and you get it for them. It's yeah. really awesome. I don't know. I mean, so I, yeah. So I guess the way I feel about it is if it's basically that, if it's the experience you describe, if that's generally speaking, how that stuff is used, that seems totally fine to me. The, the, the point at which it feels like it starts getting problematic is if Valve gets to the point where it becomes sophisticated enough that they're just straight up like it's their achievement pyramid scheme. yeah right where it's because i mean you could stuff 
there are games that work that way, right? Like right. there are free to play games that are essentially like that. Oh, get five friends to just, sign up. Yeah, you just yeah, get yeah, yeah. you just get into the, like certain people who are susceptible, who are like particularly for whatever reason susceptible to that kind of thing, will just throw all of their money away to <laughs> this like yeah. bottomless well of you know. And like Steam is certainly a platform where you can buy way more stuff than you could ever possibly play. Like oh yeah, reasonably. So I mean, I don't I don't mean to suggest that this is actually a problem right now. It's just, you know, like that's always what mm-hmm. I go through, goes through my brain, like in the hypothetical when I, when I see stuff like that, but like just as a way to, to make people aware that those things exist, mm-hmm. it's actually probably good. Yeah. You know, cause I mean the fact that I don't even know if you can do that stuff on Xbox live or yeah. not is probably not great. Well, I, I don't know. I really like valves. I mean, even if it's, even if it's completely capital driven, which it obviously is, mm-hmm. I like their, the culture around gift giving in their games both yeah, either no, in no, game cool. or in external games a it's always couched as you're buying this person a gift and also like in dota you can buy these um these gifts of varying sizes that just distribute drops to everybody in your game at that moment except you <laughs> so, which is funny so it's <laughs> like cool yeah and uh people always lose their minds they're always so thankful yeah you know when, when you do that when you do those things yeah that stuff's really great they just even their game ownership stuff is handled in a way that I think is different and a lot more gift and giving centric than a lot of other places. Like Mm -hmm. the the notion of buying a second copy of a game doesn't exist in a lot of other places. The notion of receiving, like it's, I always think it's cool when you you guys may have just said this like two seconds ago, when you receive a gift on steam, you either have the opportunity to add it to your library or just press a button to add it to your gift inventory and just re gift it immediately. If it's something you don't want. Yeah. It's, It's really like, the way they treat that stuff is, is there just, a game that's like the fruitcake of <laughs> Valve gifts? Is there like the weird the white Isn't elephant the ship? That one doesn't everybody have a copy oh, man, of the, the ship? ship? <laughs> everyone, is, everyone who bought the ship was yeah. given a second copy of the ship, so it's yeah. just like, it's just oh, those, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. This is like what resulted in. This is like in Diablo two. Oh where, yeah, that, I was just about Stones to say this Jordan, like, became an economy. If, if Steam like, has a secret ship economy, right? <laughs> I've got like fifteen the ship gift codes. Oh, those are actually worthless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You need to amass like four hundred thousand copies of the ship to but trade. But that's exactly for... how it worked out in in Diablo Two with Stones of Jordan, though, because st- an individual Stone of Jordan at one point in that game was like an immensely valuable, immensely rare. Like just having one of them a long, long time ago in that game was like really amazing. Right. But it got to the point where like duping was so prevalent that they were so commonplace that you needed just a fucking ton of them to buy anything. So I could <laughs> totally imagine this just like, oh man, I'm jonesing for that Far Cry 3. Look, man, I've got 300 ships here. Just just please hook me, just hook me up. Come on. Give you 300 ships and and 4,032 like, portals. These ships, they're worthless. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, just, <laughs> right. just any Valve game is also by default included in that economy because they've just given them all away yep. so many times. I've got this Worms four pack, <laughs> three unused copies of Worms Armageddon. Yeah, man, the ship was actually a good game. Did you guys ever play that? It was only, actually really, I really, really like the cool. look of it, and I've never played because it's multiplayer only, right? Yeah, I only so, played a yeah. few rounds of it. I played it a, like back when it came out. Mm-hmm. That's when I was uh, I played it a bunch with the Shack News community, and it was really really fun. Like it was really good. It was one of those games that. How re- many people do you need to play? Um, I don't know. We should set up. Yeah, we should set up an Idle Thumbs game. Let's do it. It was. It's kind <laughs> we of all like, have it. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're like the person who said, "You know what? Fruitcake. Heat it up. A little butter on it. <laughs> it's actually squirt really, of honey. Squirt really of honey. Really tasty. You're nutmeg. Gonna, best thing you've ever had. You're gonna be really like, surprised. Really? Because I've just had that sitting in there. Yeah, I just got like four of those things in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't know. Heat it up. Not a man. Butter. Yeah, you got honey. It. Nutmeg. <laughs> Thank me later. <laughs> 
actually really so it's really fun. No, no, it really is. It's like um it's it feels like a early progenitor of something like uh The Witness. Or not not The Witness. Uh, um, Spy, Spy Party. Party? Yeah. Spy Party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spy Party is more sophisticated because it's got all that like really concerted effort to uh model AI behavior and or like uh-huh. mo- you know make human and AI behavior kind of interchangeable yeah. sort of to the player's eye. Um this game is, um, I think, I don't think there's any bots in it. I think it's all like, you know, it's in that, that's one way in which it's, I guess, less sophisticated in that it doesn't try to model. Mm-hmm. That's maybe it does. I honestly can't remember, <laughs> but it's, it's effectively a multiplayer game where you go around the ship and one, you, you're given a target and you have to find that person. So isn't everyone in it a potential victim and a potential murderer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone is trying to kill you, but you're, and you're trying to kill a different other oh, person. Oh, it's like that game assassin that like, Ninth graders play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's a computer you're, you're game right. version exactly. of Assassin. It's like okay. Assassin. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, and it's really good. I mean, because it's all humans, you know, it just makes it interesting kind of right. by default. But it's just like a good – it's a really well-put-together system uh, that implements that. And it looks nice. Like it's pretty. You know, yeah. It's attractive. Um, and those guys made – actually, they made another game um, years later called – the original recording of this podcast referred to Outer Light's follow-up to the ship by an incorrect name. Technology has been used to rectify this error. Thank you. Those guys made, actually, they made another game um, years later called Bloody Good Time. Mm-hmm. And it came out on Steam like last year and nobody noticed it or paid attention to it at That's all. That's the worst title for was, a game that doesn't was, do well. I know, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's also just a bad title. I, it doesn't say anything. Like the ship at least... It doesn't say anything about the gameplay necessarily, but it sounds like a thing. It's enigmatic. When you, yeah, when you see the logo yeah. treatment of the of the ship as well, like it speaks very much yeah, to cool. the style. Cool it just looks yeah. like an old-timey mystery. Yeah. Um, They're not those guys who are doing that game that Steve backed on Kickstarter that's like, you, sir, are being hunted or sir, you're no, being hunted. No, no, no. No, no. Okay. That's the rock, paper, shotgun guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's different. Um, it has that same sort of like... Yeah, it's got a similar kind of visual yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game looks uh, cool. Where it's like lightly textured kind of polygonal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does look cool. Um, but yeah, the ship. Maybe, maybe the Bloody good time. It's good. I don't know. I maybe check that out. But uh, the ship was really, really good. Anyway. And everyone has it, so. In, in, yeah, right. That's, that's so a maybe, Games maybe of 2006 yeah. report. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of gifts, and we'll stop talking about Steam gifts. If you said of animated play a lot. If you want to play Dota, come to the idle forums, find the Lord's Management thread. And ask for a beta key. Because everyone has them right so now. We, uh, are I know flush. I have like a bunch of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I've dropped a bunch of extra beta I'll keys. One. Yeah. But yeah, come ask for one if you want to play Dota. And then join the Idle Thumbs Lord's, Ma- Lord's Management Consortium. Yeah. The chat channel is just Idle Thumbs. And uh, we've been getting some really good games together. Oh, cool. Really I got to get back into it. It's been, oh, I've had some really good ones. We had a really good one last night. My whole, my whole like holiday situation, I didn't have yeah. a computer with me. I didn't have, like, I just, I didn't play any games. Jake said he would play up to 10 matches which is just wow. enough yeah so yeah. we're gonna try to get him i don't recall putting a number 10 on it but okay i said you should play up to 10 matches i'll play said, okay. i'll play up to 10 matches no more <laughs> and at 10 you will i'll play between zero and 10 matches One. apparently <laughs> that's what that actually up to 10 yeah doesn't mean 10 i'll, I'll probably play like a match maybe two i crossed over i didn't you'll, cross you'll over. play 10 matches in binary <laughs> oh. <laughs> jokes Anyway, what have you been playing, Sean? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I crossed over 
into <laughs> fuck I, you. I found I had a good moment in Far Cry Three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you notice they patched it to so you can turn off some yeah, of the fucking well, UI bullshit? Yeah, they patched it once and it was it was still broken for me, and then it's kind of. Oh, it wasn't broken for me. They system. just they, I mean, I the patch I'm talking about is just you can go into the options now and turn off a yeah, bunch of Yeah, you know, I went in and turned it all off and none of it went off. Oh, really? Yeah, but then I kept playing. I'm like, I don't know if there was another update or I've just yeah. my system needed to clear its <laughs> clear, business. Do the master cleanse. <laughs> yeah. But now it's okay. Uh and uh I had a I had a moment. I had a real Far Cry 3. I don't want to talk much about Far Cry 3, but I had like, but you had a legit Far Cry moment. Oh, I got through all the stuff, and I said, "Fuck it! All I'm going to do is go Wait, out." What do you mean you got through? I all got the through stuff? like the, I was like, "I'm just done doing missions." Oh, I got sure. through my last mission that I was that you decided that you didn't like finish the story, right? Just, that I was yeah. just you said I was the world's open enough for me now that I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. So, well, I just I needed to do this last one that I was in the middle of to, mm-hmm. just to get them out of my system. I see. And so I finished it, and then I said, "I'm just going to go get as much." any bandoliers and all the bullshit as I can possibly get. So I was just fast traveling between hunting grounds, essentially. Mm-hmm. And early in that... So you, you were having a load-up montage. I did that, too. I yeah. did the same thing yesterday. And by the time I was done with it, I'm just like, Ugh. I'm so sick of finding... Like, I you know, because I scale up my backpack and then immediately I need a totally different kind of animal to make the next level of backpack. I just... I know some people early are bothered by, by me being bothered by that, but man, I, just, I really... <laughs> I think it's really silly. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, it was like early in my in my mission to do that. I went after the cassowaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was playing, like Adam came in. Those crazy bird things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that apparently like are on the verge of extinction. It's cool. <laughs> you look on Wikipedia. I need a new, need a new uh, grenade belt. <laughs> and so they were standing there. I was like, oh, he's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to kill these birds. And then um, I was like, I get injured on the left side. I'm like, ow. <laughs> the bird is just like kicking my ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> So like, bam, 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 bam. I shoot him, and then like three more after me. Like, fuck you, guys. Bam, bam, bam. And then I'm like, so I run out of bullets with my handgun, and I have a handgun and a sniper rifle. That's all I carry. And I was like, fuck. So I go to my sniper rifle. Boom, boom, boom. And like I run out of bullets with that. And then, so I'm just like, all I have. It switches to my next available weapon, and it's Adam just cracked up. His hands, Jason, Jason's hands, come flying into screen. And in one hand is a packet of C4, and in the other hand is a detonator. <laughs> and it's like, fuck these fucking. <laughs> so like I'm like fuck I'm gonna run and they're like hurting me bad to the point I'm having to stop and hit Q to heal right so, and then like, sure enough brrr, a truck pulls up and these guys are like hey over there and I'm like oh god no and the cassowaries are still pecking at me and I was like fuck 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 so I'm being chased with this like a bomb in my hand and, and a right. detonator in yeah. the other cassowaries and then bullets flying over my shoulder until I found a jet ski <laughs> and I just jet skied away and then a and then a boat pulled up perfectly alongside of me as if it was merging onto a freeway <laughs> and just unloaded on me with a chain gun <laughs> and finally I just like had a high speed water chase until I got away and oh, I went man. like you got away yeah I got away. Nice. But I was like, it was in a bad state. Yeah, I had yeah, the yeah. whole red, like I was no, that sounds black cool. and white. You didn't blow anything up at the end of it? I never threw any C4. It just, it, to my, in my brain in that moment, it was like <laughs> being handed a bomb. Right. You know, as opposed to being <laughs> right. a weapon. I right. Like, oh, I got this bomb. Because <laughs> well, what's funny about it is that unlike your character in the game, for you, it was completely unexpected. Like you weren't deliberately taking out the C4. No, right. This guy just goes, oh, junk. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bomb. Stop shooting me. <laughs> God. And, yeah. uh, and then I stopped and Adam was like, that was fucking great. <laughs> You're going to love this. And he goes, man, this is way better than Far Cry 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what, Adam? I think you're right. 
Yeah. Because then later, we were talking about in the, in the hallway. We were like, later that night. Were you home? Yeah. We were and talking he's about like, that. that game is way better than Far Cry. That game is stupid. He's like, there was a fucking hand glitter in Far Cry 3. And he goes, dude, there's a hand glitter in Far Cry 2. He's like, that was stupid. <laughs> that was his entire assessment. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> But now that I went, so that brought me back in. Sure. Right? Yeah, that yeah, moment. Yeah, like, yeah, no, totally. All right. Now we're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to play. You play, refuses to connect. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't play the fucking game now that I'm like. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. But you were, you, you gave it a little more time? I did. We don't, it let's didn't change can, my can, opinion yeah. very much. Yeah. I, I did have, I did have uh, a pretty good experience where, um, I, I mean, it's not, it's, it's, a, it's a, like, baby version of yours but you know i i got it was it, a baby instead of it was a native baby instead yeah. of c4 where i, I <laughs> chris was holding a baby in his hand <laughs> <Yeah>. on a jet ski dennis is like, but chris actually old. chris actually threw the baby at the guys in the boat <laughs> <laughs> the baby was cool it was fine um <laughs> i had a hang glider <laughs> <laughs> unlike far cry 2 babies did you guys play Far Cry 2 Babies for the Game Boy Color? <laughs> <laughs> you could print out on the, like the little the Game Boy printer every time you killed somebody, it was like dead. And that yeah. little sticker, and you could put it on your Far Cry 2 Babies <laughs> um, collector sticker book. Yeah, you yeah. get those Far Cry 2 Babies shrinky dinks. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. 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 I remember when... Uh, when God, those guys were... Uh, and you could use like little huh? pins to like make them voodoo, voodoo dolls. What? Yeah. No, that's too much. Oh, okay. That's not in Far Cry 2 Babies. It's Far Cry 3 Babies, probably. <laughs> yeah. The entrance of voodoo. <laughs> Sorry, you had a moment. Oh, uh, I, I mean, it was just... A baby. It was a, you know, classic kind of Far Cry-ish moment where I was like... I had just left a village, um, and I was leaving to go find some... I think it was, like, wild boars to uh, uh, build my stupid... Or pigs, maybe. I don't know. It was whatever I needed to build my wallet. Some animal skin. Yeah. And, uh, the heart and I, of a boar. Yeah. And I go out there and I, and there's a, and I leave and I'm like, you know, hundred yards away or whatever. And I, I find a car. So I'm like, all right, great. So I get in the car and then immediately after I get in the car, a bunch of guys are like, Hey, there he is. And I'm like, Oh God. And I immediately <laughs> just like drive over a ravine, like, and just tumble down this thing. I'm like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. And I jump out of the car and then a Komodo dragon starts running after me. <laughs> I can't even remember, but it was just like, it wasn't, there was no punchline to it, right? There's right. no like, there's no goofy thing, but it wasn't, it was one of those just like 20 se- it was the whole thing was like 20 seconds. Long. Just like, oh God. And it was just oh like, all right, okay. Yeah. This is legit. You did like, it. This Good. is, this is fine. Although this I, is- I love that all the Far Cry 3 stories are way more hilarious because it is then a Komodo dragon chased me, then I fell in the water and I killed a shark. Yeah. yeah. No, it is the most unbalanced ecosystem <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> those <laughs> versions of the stories are, Far more hilarious to me because it just makes all the Far Cry Three playthrough stories sound like it is like a Sci-Fi Channel movie. <laughs> I mean, the moment to me that I, that was that I liked was just the guys noticing me and then me getting startled Going, and ah! like driving, driving off, off a cliff. cliff. Like, that yeah. was the actual moment that yeah. that was like for me like the funny thing that made yeah, it, of course like yeah. a good experience because the the um, when you're crossing a bridge or whatever in this game, like driving in first person always sucks. Like in every game. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's like mm-hmm. it's it's, it's not, it's really not fun. seamless. Driving right? in like first in, person is less horrible when it's a game that puts you in the center of a vehicle. When a game puts you on the driver's side, I'm always fucked. Mm, yeah, that's always true. fucked because yeah. center of the car and center of your one point perspective aren't the same. So yeah, I always am just yeah. like, just it always makes yeah, me drive yeah. weird. It's, yeah, 
But I, but the the thing that the thing that is always hilarious to me is when games like this don't like help you out in that regard. Like they right. help you in every way, right? Like they make you incredibly tough. Like they, you know, they you're you can have auto aim. Yeah, your aim is like it's helped oh, you're out. You're the most a bit. wobbly like, weird. Car yeah, you driver. get in a car and like you drive over like a a um you know one of those wooden bridges going across a thing and like. I would say fifty percent of the time, I just I just go right over, like I just slam right through the like one foot wooden guardrail right. on the side and just just plunge over the thing. I mean, it's just that's just part of driving in in these games, and it it cracks me up pretty much every single time. But I know that for some reason, it, so for some people, it's infuriating, and I can totally understand why. I it makes me so pissed. Oh, so yeah. I've put so many fucking cars in the ocean. Yeah. In oh, Far yeah. Cry 3. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a whole that's coral like the reef first being built around the first them. first person game that I played that had driving in it was Far Cry One that had driving of that style in it. Like I remember seeing it uh, in the Half Life Two demo videos, but then Far Cry One shipped before Half Life Two did, and it was the first time that I had played really? a game that yeah that that mm-hmm. had the sort of physics driven cars and sort of you know mm-hmm. really reactionary world and i was like oh sick i'm gonna get in this car and it's gonna be like that half-life 2 video this is gonna be all, and then it was just <laughs> three seconds in riding up over the fucking log right. on the side of yeah, the road yeah, the yeah. car flips over and then i'm yeah. just trapped under it yeah oh i mean crisis is like that too and that's yeah. the next game that those guys or not the next game but or i guess it is the next yeah all first person physics driving is bad it's the best yeah it's it cracks it fucking cracks me up always yep. yeah because it's always especially when you have because i always keep my sensitivity up really high um, cause when I'm shooting it, I'm right. perfectly competent at that, but then you get into a car and that means something totally different, yep. you know? And then I don't know, I don't know how they calculate the sensitivity of left and right turning with was like, I don't know what, I don't know. It's always insane. Yeah. It's always totally crazy, but it has to be because the times when you do a hairpin turn, right. you need that. Otherwise your car would just blob so, weirdly. Right. So it's kind of one of those problems that is never really properly solved. And so you you know, you're always, I don't know. Yep. That's why Halo goes to third person for vehicles, and why it's really nice. Yeah, it's really good. It's so much better. But but you, but in a game like you Far couldn't Cry do it 2, in, in a weird sort of immersive want, first person yeah, game. I yeah, want you to jump pull out like that. But but it no. does make it makes the driving in Halo way more satisfying than any other first person shooter driving by a lot. Yeah. Anyway, Far Cry Three has cars. Yep. Started. So so I'm, I'm mixed on it. I'm 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 warming up a bit to it, especially now that I've turned off. Now that I can finally turn off most of those notifications, not all of them, but most oh, of them. Turning, being able to turn those off helped me a, a lot. I mean, I still have, you don't need to, I stand by everything I said before the break. Oh, I do too. But, I absolutely uh, do. But I got, I got my, my $60 out of it. Yeah, in no, that that's, one, that's, in that that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> in those fucking Your jet ski, bird attack, C4. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. If that had ended with you blowing yourself up, I would have been the happiest person oh, in the world. The if you just walked backwards <laughs> away from those guys and then just detonated yourself. <laughs> or leapt off a cliff and then blew yourself up halfway down. I'd be so pleased with all of those situations. Why didn't you do those? You know, I wasn't thinking. Can you plant the C4 on a cassowary or like, is that possible? Yeah, is it like your sticky oh, bomb? Like, How does it, can you yeah. hug it and have it go? And you just toss it. I don't think, I don't think it doesn't stick. stick to, I don't think you can stick it to oh, another creature. But I've never tried to stick it. I've never you tried to stick it to it the guy's car or the boat. I don't, I've never used it. I've just chucked me, it Sean. once. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. That is, we talked about that dishonored, uh, really murderous man playthrough video. Oh yeah. Where that just... moment where he fucking slides under a table, looks up and plants the nail bomb underneath the table in the middle yeah, of the slide awesome. is the craziest fucking yeah. thing to me. Yeah. God, did you do that? <laughs> no, I tried to do that when I was playing this. The last time I played Dishonored, oh, it really? was a fucking disaster. 
I just ended up just getting hit in the face with nails. <laughs> oh, that guy made it look so easy and it's it was not, so cool. That guy is really good at video I'm games. Glad that that's the, I'm glad that that's the case, right? Because yeah. in a video game, you know, video games are so different. You could easily imagine a video game in which that is deliberately right. a very easy thing to do, right? right. Like, right. it's different just a games of like how that. Did you ever play the... like, like Crackdown? Like Crackdown makes oh, yeah, it really a lot easy of Crackdown. to yeah, look like a badass. It's true. You can it jump does. You get auto aim yeah. like crazy. Yeah. yeah, I actually played a lot, a lot of Crackdown. Me too. But you know, Crack, like forty hours. Crackdown right, for me was just the game where I run around the city collecting orbs. That was the entire. That was so fun. Finding all those orbs really was, was so fun. fun. Crackdown, yeah. my Crackdown buddy quest like, had for the people orbs. over. Yeah. He found the three hundredth orb, and oh before he collected it, call he like guys he like had a party and had everybody come over to watch him like <laughs> scoop it up. So, yeah, guys, so I can funny. see the orb right now. He's like, okay, I'm not, it's save on my screen. Game. Save my game. Save my I game. I got 299, and I don't know. I don't think I ever got the 300. Points. What? You still yeah. you have your save game. You just gotta. You'll I hear. No, I don't even have that console anymore. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> like they had that. Like they were yeah. very specific yeah. noise. Those orbs. And Crackdown 2, I didn't. I just didn't. Really I think do that is like every single person who ever played Crackdown 1 had the exact same experience. Yeah. But people played Crackdown 1 because it had a Halo 4 beta key. Halo 3. That's three. not why I played three. it, but oh, I know yeah, that's. Geez. But I know Halo that's three. No, it's Halo 3. Okay, three. Yeah. Halo 3 beta key, yeah. yeah. They hooked I mean, a lot of, they hooked a lot of people on it. I had a, yeah. I, I had a pre-release copy because I was press at the time. So I... I well, no, I just mean yeah, like... Yeah, of course. Like, I didn't... I did legitimately play it mm-hmm. because I... Everybody in my circle was like, oh, I'm going to go buy the Halo 3 beta key today. And then it was like... <laughs> and oh, then they were like, like... It came with a game that's really good. <laughs> yeah, like, oops, I guess I'm playing this all the time. Yeah. 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 I forgot about Crackdown. Man, this is just 2006 games. <laughs> yeah, the ship, thing, Crackdown. Like, yeah. Far Cry One. <laughs> I started playing Borderlands Two. Really? Yeah. What caused you to do that? I somebody gave it to me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and there uh, a Steam gift or, or? Yeah, yeah. A guy at the office had a had a key. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Have you played any Borderlands of all? Yeah, of I any played. Kind behind, behind so this? when my ex girlfriend and I broke up. We were really broken. Like like six months after we were broken up, we started playing Borderlands One together, co op on Xbox, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how we became friends again. Mm-hmm. It was weird, so I didn't feel like I should you didn't be- properly like internalize. Well, it was like I couldn't internalize any of my feelings about the game because there was all this other shit mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, and like she was power leveling me, which I think was also <laughs> <laughs> a glimpse into <laughs> aspects of that relationship. Sure, maybe. And uh, so there's a lot. Sorry, there's a lot of things going on yeah, yeah, yeah. in that at that time in my life. But uh, I haven't played. I want to play co-op. Jake has a code. You have the. Yeah, you have a game. You have the. You have the game. I yeah. I want to play co-op. I have the I game wanna, as well. I'll play co-op with you guys. That'd be awesome. I would like to play co-op because it is like first-person Diablo if it was in a casino. Is it different? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Like the colors and sort of it's amazing. Oh, sure, like every yeah. single gameplay system from the amount, how often you get new weapons to how you can collect quests and queue them up, how you upgrade your guy, every single thing you unlock skins for new shit that I don't even know about yet. Every single thing in the game Everything, every single gameplay system feels 100% optimized to tingle the pleasure senses right. of human behavior. Right, yeah. Like a Zenga game. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not as a good game. Like it's, I, mm-hmm. we bought the game, which is great. Like that's actually yeah. wonderful. And that is so impressive to me. That that is a level of craftsmanship in a video game that I am not aware of because we make games that are the opposite of that right. that aren't like I think could be a lot could learn a lot from games like that. But I mean, I don't know. Like, well, it's funny. The easy, there's an easy criticism, which is like there are some moments in the game. Like there are some moments. Like I was listening to an audio diary. Mm-hmm. And there's like a three parter. One is like this guy is ta- this guy is talking to this woman. Too? Yeah, Borderlands too. Guy's talking to this woman. This guy's like his name's Handsome Jack. He's like I think the main villain of the whole of the whole thing. And he's talking to this woman. And the second one, he's talking to this woman. He kills her. And the third one, he and his like cohort like just murder the bystanders who who have seen them kill this woman. And the audio hit a zone of panic and just sort of violence that made me really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that shit is that is pushed very knowingly in the game right like that like the the desensitization of violent the knowing desensitization of violence is part of the milieu of the game mm-hmm. and i don't know how i feel about that because it's easy to just say oh it's the worst i hate it it's the worst but then you sort of say, okay, look, if this is smart people are making this who know what they're doing when it comes to the employment of this aesthetic, does that mean something? And I don't know if it's any better. But right. you know what I mean? It's kind of like I went into a camp and just went fucking ape shit. It was great. And uh, Claptrap, the little like garbage can follows you around at times comes in he's like oh my god how could you do this look at what you did these people have families they have friends and love I'm just kidding good job and I was like, that's fucking dark like yeah. there's a level of darkness to it that i can't rectify but i'm gonna keep playing yeah it yeah. for a while yeah yeah it's that's yeah, i don't know how i feel about that stuff it's either. so I mean, it's it would be, it would almost, it's one of those things, right? And I feel this way about a lot of games. And I don't, we were talking about this before the break, but like, it's a level of macabre and a level of, of dark that I think I would have a much healthier palette for if it, if games were more robust. If were more right. robust. No, I know exactly. It's like, what it's you like, mean. you yep, know, like, yep, uh, yep, yep. like Django Unchained. Right. Like, is a hyper violent film or yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Like, holy fuck that movie. Yeah. Like, oh god. But, but it's it exists of, on a huge spectrum. Right. Yeah. Like with like, like the that's, Lady Eve. Right. That's a movie like, oh, it's that really, really violent movie. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. And it's, I think we talked about this maybe already on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure we have. But yeah, I know what you mean in game where I I feel like the the kind of knowing, like winking version of just casual, atrocious violence in games, like the version of it that's self aware, like how you're describing, is the the self-awareness is really it's perverted for me by the fact that every game like so many games i like games in the like triple a core sphere are just so much like that all the time that like at that point i don't know how much difference there is between the one that knows it's doing that and the one that does it just out of i think it's sort of by rote you know what i mean it's like getting the maple bacon donut with the bacon syrup in the middle in a world where you can't get anything else that has that right, without just, bacon no in it, like you couldn't get like a fig if it, yeah, without yeah. bacon around it. You know, right. I don't know. Do you guys? Well, it, 
I don't know if I entirely even agree with what I'm about to say, but no, no, let's hear it. That's well, fine. I don't know if I agree with half the shit I say in this. Podcast. I know. I just the the notion of the AAA space in games is definitely where most of the money is at this point, but it's not where the most titles are at this point in games. Games as a medium, like AAA, is a shrinking, but increasingly vertical as far as yeah, far as sure. money goes. Sure. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, circle in the in this in the world of games. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is it's still people's primary association with what video games are culturally. But like in 2012, games like the content of Borderlands 2 are in the vast Where, minority. It's 2013. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. but but the difference. The thing is though, the group of developers that makes that game just makes those games. So it's not like it's not like they're also like the guys making Borderlands 2. Oh, maybe next they'll make you know, like a weird Facebook game. I don't game. think that, like, I don't think that holds anything relative to other mediums. I mean, that's like saying, uh, what, where's Michael Bay's art film? Yeah, I guess. Michael I Bay mean, I, is the, but is it, Michael Bay, but, yeah, but also the people, at the same time, but the wait people who, pain and gain. <laughs> maybe <Let's> wait. <laughs> hold your tongue at Michael Bay. <laughs> maybe not Michael Bay himself, but like, I don't know, a production designer or like an actor or like what, like tons of people involved in, in movies will be making any number of different kinds of movies over the course of a couple of years. I feel like in games, there's like this very conscious separation between these are ones that cost $60 sure. and cost 10 to $50 million. I also think that line is these blurring though. That like there are, there are definitely like creative directors and publishers and development studios that are, would make a very single style of game. And the, that's the equivalent of a Jerry Bruckheimer produ- like producer or a Michael Bay director, but most games that m- it seems like most notable indie games at this point or a huge ton of notable indie games and like mid scale indie games are from people who've moved out of the AAA space into that space. Yeah, sure, but that's when you say moved out of that space, I think that that is a thing that is like in itself pretty telling, right? I just yeah. I feel like there there is a much more distinct notion of like those spaces that you move out of or into. Uh, whereas I, I mean, it's like the movie, I mean, obviously there are really small indie films that don't really get much distribution, but for the most part, like relative, like mid to large movies, they all play in the same big met- metroplexes, like their multiplexes. They all like go on iTunes together. They all should like all the places that they're distributed. They're I all think, sharing. I think, I think you could, idea. I think you could argue that about Bastion and journey and it's like Fez though this year mark of the ninja yeah i mean those are all mid-scale games that are all over every place other than gamestop yeah i mean my argument is gonna be less dis- distribution with my argument own. isn't specifically sort of distribution like, like, it's like just that lincoln was still like a 150 million dollar movie well lincoln's that, yeah i mean i wouldn't call that a small movie no that's what i'm means. saying is that there's i mean a triple a game is to what in film like a blockbuster Sure. Like, but that's not really right, quite but fair there are, because Lincoln's but there are not a blockbuster, blockbuster, but it's a very expensive well, film. Well, it is a – I think it is it is a blockbuster if it's really successful though, right? I mean a blockbuster is defined by right. like, I mean, being a huge success. Yeah, but well, I, I mean it's also can be marketed as a blockbuster. It can be marketed sure. as yeah, you know, position, a wide release, I guess. Wide yeah, release yeah, yeah. is what you would say. So sure. a wide release yeah. film I think has a broader – Yeah, that's fair. That's a, totally a wider – a wide release film has a broader creative breadth than what would be a wide release or yeah. like IE AAA. Because when people try to do that in games, like there's been, I guess the stuff that it, games that have sort of tried to have been that are like LA Noir or Heavy Rain, Rain or something. Yeah. 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 And those are, don't really, I mean, that, that's and it feels like those games are, I mean, I know Heavy Rain is financially successful, you know, 
Sure. I mean, it's felt like an outlier. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, there's no yeah, one, yeah. no one's rushing. Be, I mean, it would just be nice. It'd be easier to, di- I guess my, my thesis is it'd be easier to digest the parts of Borderlands that make me uncomfortable if I felt like the breadth of AAA games was not so narrow. No, I agree. I agree entirely. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's easy. It's easier for people who have been inside of games since triple a since the games that are triple a were the majority of games it's easier for us to keep casting a stink eye at that circle as it gets smaller and smaller and it's just worth being aware of what 2013 and 2014 are going to look like oh in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah i mean no, i'm still an optimist right. like, no, you can, you can yeah, focus yeah, yeah. a shitload of hate on that when everything else is expanding it's, out around so, it no i don't think it's a matter of, of hate i think i think the point sean's making is still completely valid yeah, it's not I, a matter of like dumping on things right. it's just saying games that are like borderlands 2 like games that play the way borderlands 2 is not just in terms of firing a gun but even just being in a well-realized mm-hmm. 3d world where you run around like yes. I mean, you, you, you can't deny that you know there's a kind of game we're talking about right yeah, yeah like, of course of course and 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 you can very much people who you know people who play games like that like if you're interested in a game like that you're you're going to encounter a lot of a very specific kind of experience even if you would theoretically be interested in a broader kind of experience, right? Like there's, I have to assume a lot of people who would be open to games that aren't as violent as that, but are not necessarily interested in like a small 2d thing with this sort of weird indie aesthetic, right? Like I have to assume there are people who, who would be totally, who have been playing AAA games for a long time, would be totally receptive to more stuff that is realized in a big, nice way like a like a Borderlands or a Halo or whatever, mm-hmm. but the game isn't just about killing everything all the time. No, I think people would buy a fifty million dollar Gone Home. I think people would. Right. I don't think everyone's going to make it. But the point <laughs> is, if there was, if that, if that, if if those are part of the no, it's again, it's totally not Borderlands' fault. They made one game. No, I know you but can't like, ever criticize. You can't ever you know, indict just one game for. And well, also, it's not games. even an indictment of of the causing the landscape. It's like it's not. It's a game I would like so much more if I had another wide release or AAA alternative that wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. in the I, same. I agree. I agree. There's also like it's funny like the the audio diary like anecdote that I told started with a really cool thing which was find the audio diary mm-hmm. and for me I'm like okay God like it's a huge fucking world it's yeah. so huge so I expected to be in a certain place but it ended up being like behind a house behind another thing. There was a dumpster on the back of the dumpster. There was a tiny padlock that I shot and it popped out and fell out and it made the world like it did that thing with scale that I think is incredible, which is like, wow, I can see five miles over that vista that mm, way. Right, but, and I literally just like manipulated a lock that was the size of an apple right. to, to break yeah, yeah, up yeah. and get this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's cool. And I hope there's more aspects yeah. of that, of the scale stuff in the game. Yeah, that's sort of uh, it's. But well, it doesn't have any of the systemic sort of like emergent narrative that you're going to find. No, I, w- maybe I wouldn't the expect there to be. Yeah. I mean, I'll be curious to play this with you guys if we do that because I played Borderlands 1 for, you know, a bunch of hours. And just for some reason it never – like all the things you say, I, I know what you mean talking about how every part of these games is is totally built around just like – tapping that pleasure center it has brain. a torchlight nature to yeah, it yeah but like i didn't that, yeah. it never hooked me ever which is funny because i get i played like those games can sometimes of destroy you of torchlight one and like diablo those games either work on me or they just do not at all and yeah. borderlands didn't at all and it wasn't that i like i hated it or anything right like it wasn't that i was like this fucking sucks it wasn't it was just i never 
could grab it. Like I never, it never, or never, it never grabbed me, I guess, probably more accurately. You guys never like held hands. Right. But I also, I was only playing it single player. I don't know. Maybe those games are fun. Maybe those games have a fundamental difference. When you're yeah. I mean, I'm only playing. Two, so I'll, I'll be curious to play. Co-oping yeah. that kind of game can make it. Yeah. A more extreme situation. In yeah. Terms for of, sure. For sure. In terms of the crave. Yeah. God, we should co-op that thing and stream it. That'd be so funny. <laughs> That'd be it's, really good. It's fine. It would just be me dying. No, but your buddies could save you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And if you die, you're on a knee. And then if you kill something else before your timer runs out, you come back. Mm. Yeah. Just makes take, you feel really weird. Let's take a break. What? Let's take a break. What? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Video game. What do you today? Jake brought a Diet Coke. A red gala apple. It was a Brayburn. Oh, a Brayburn apple <laughs> and four hard caramel candies, hard butterscotch candies, and just laid them out in front of him <laughs> and then consumed them all over the course of the meeting. <laughs> like, I started to say, okay, we're all here to do this. And I looked at him and was like, nice meal, Jake. You're all fucking splendid. You're a grown man. <laughs> I am a grown man. It was a Diet Coke. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Video Thanks to Hover for sponsoring this week's episode. They were recommended to us by Doug Tobacco, who you guys all probably know and love because he this site wouldn't exist without Because him. you killed him in The Walking Dead. <laughs> yes, and you probably killed him in our video game. But uh, we were looking for somebody, a good place to buy domains and a good way to consolidate them. Yeah, Hover's a domain registrar. And Hover's really good at it. Very clean, really nice. So if you go to Hover.com slash wizard, you can get 10% off your domain registrations and help us out and help them have business uh, yeah it's, it's actually it's, really great it's actually really really nice service uh i i i honestly not used hover before today but i was really curious about it because yeah, all of our domains because all of the out of thumbs domains are hosted there at this point um their dashboard is super super clean like i'm a big dork for nice web usability and i have way too many domain names at other registrars that i will now honestly be moving over to hover <laughs> because it's so nice um also, they do have all sorts of weird stuff that is cool and seems like a modern domain registrar should have, like really easy access to setting up your own email and weird URL forwarding and stuff like that, yeah. which was cool. Whenever you buy a domain on the internet, it seems like you're sort of going to get a virus when you do it. You're not going to get a virus. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? You no, feel like you some sort of gross like that. It, yeah. it, 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 seems, middle, it like, seems like you might... Like oh, a no. pop-up might secretly have appeared underneath your browser yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it like has. Like the moment I decline my browser, there's going to be a lady there on a webcam. This <laughs> on loop. <laughs> but not with Hover. <laughs> also, bonus best Hover fact. Hover is actually uh, a subsidiary or a division of yeah, two cows. There are two cows. If you remember two cows so if you, from if, like 1997. If you enjoyed downloading like old id software demos and maps and CD-ROM.com was down, you probably went to two cows. Yep. <laughs> God, I was so happy to find that it was a I know, like, oh, two cows still exist and they're making good stuff. Like it made yep. me really happy. Like apparently they built it too. They didn't even it wasn't even like yeah. another company they bought. Two cows built hover.com slash wizard. I was really I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, I was it's it's maybe sad, but maybe the best that the thing that I was the most excited about was to see <laughs> the two cows brand show up again. Yeah. Because too long gone two cows yeah i don't know whatever two cows like er, my early like early pc gaming internet era memories of just like oh man i have the internet and a computer i can download all sorts of crazy stuff yep like two cows was like (laughs) the place for all of that stuff for me at least yeah um which is really odd but yeah hover.com slash wizard 
is a good place to go register. It's a good place to go <laughs> register. Goldblum.biz or yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm going to just talk about that for a second because, but I'm going to couch it in the uh, in the fact that we felt guilty about bringing it up. But the funniest thing to us and the most tempting thing to talk about, which I'll now talk about after disclaiming it, is trying to get you guys to buy a bunch of bullshit domain names using Hover in the way that people used to do back when you guys cared about idle phones. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Nick was here. Yeah, that's true. Nick. Oh. Yeah. When Nick, seriously, when Nick comes back, <laughs> when Nick comes back, when Nick comes back, the hover.com slash wizard will go through the fucking roof. That's true. Yeah. There'll be, it'll be, yeah. Do you guys know what Fucknick.com, fucknick.ca. I think you can get the Canadian version. <laughs> Excuse me, Nick.ca. <laughs> Do you guys know what fucknick.xxx? That you can get on hover.com slash wizard, which is hilarious to me. Do you guys know what Tukas stands for? No. The ultimate collection of windsock software. Yes! <laughs> God, they were so stoked the day they put those words together and it said two cows. Yep. They were so stoked. But yeah, domain registration stuff, they are really good at it. Recommended by Doug, a boss. Yep. <laughs> anyway, thanks for putting up... Yeah, with us. Yeah, hover.com slash wizard. You mean hover.com slash wizard. When the UK wakes up and hears that the Steam Box is called the Piston, there's just going to be jokes. There's just going to be... dick? Is that... Just pissed on. Oh. That's it. The same people who made fun of the Wii, the most, the Brits, are going to take a big shit on the Piston. You liked that, didn't you? I, I saw it coming out of your I, mouth. I, I said it. I saw your face I said. like it was fucking Christmas. <laughs> I, I realized when I said it and then wished I could unsay I, it. Your fucking smile went from ear to ear. It's because... He lost his fucking mind. Took his shit on the piston. I was so sad because I saw that I was making eye contact with you and you knew that I was saying it, so I had to just crack a fucking idiotic grin. <laughs> I'll go kill myself now. No, I won't. I'll register a domain name at hover.com <laughs> slash wizard. <laughs> they make it so easy. Video Dude, do you guys remember like when it was revealed that iPhones like track everywhere you are all mm-hmm. the time? Yep. And like when that was revealed, like the New York Times like digital R&D department just like made an app that just logs all that data on your phone. And you can like just install this app on your phone and go to the openpaths.cc website and it and you can just look look at yourself traverse the entire like oh, the world. That's fucking cool. It's really cool. I have it on my phone now. I've been doing it for like a week, and it's fascinating to look at. Just like it just basically becomes like a density map of San Francisco. I mean, you can you can view an animation of it in actual order, but you can also What's just cool look, at them look at them. Look at it all. and go like, I never go to this one place. No, it's I true. Go there. When I look yeah. at my San Francisco patterns, it's all it's like downtown Soma. Like Mission Castro, sort of hate Fillmore area. God, your life is so much fucking better than mine. Nothing, Ugh. and then nothing else. Like right, like Mine's Richmond, Marin, Richmond, Marin. Yep, Richmond, <laughs> Marin. Death. Once a week. Boop the mission. You, Boop the mission. You'd be. I, I don't know. I think you'd be surprised. I'll get it. That like, sounds really good. It's like like this is this is what mine looks like. Uh, and it's. I like that you just exist in one diagonal stripe of the city, though. This is this is where the trains go. That's yeah. what's fascinating about it, right? Yeah. Like this There's is no the reason you never come out to the Richmond. The end goes what out the here. Fuck are you doing in the sunset? Why aren't you hanging out with us? I was with Kirk. The uh, the fuck you, Kirk. End goes around here. Like the bark goes down here. Like these are all the places I don't have to take a bus. <laughs> like, it's, Seriously, it's really the reason that only 
SFMTA is the reason we're not friends. <laughs> Video game. Uh, hey, we're back. Hey. Hey, Jake. Oh, hey. What video game were you playing when you came to the office today? I was playing Perspective, developed by some DigiPen students. It felt like the latest in the kind of ongoing DigiPen game series of we really want to make the next Portal game. Valve, please hire us. From DigiPupils. Yeah. But it was cool. doesn't make it not good. It looked really cool. Uh, yeah. It was really cool. What's the score with it? It's you. you run around a world in 3D and... Some of the some areas of the walls and some some geometry basically is textured blue and some geometry is textured red and then there is a little guy character is just a sprite who is rendered on the screen and you can shift into a mode at any time you can see him where he will use the blue areas on the screen like on a the two D plane of the screen not in the three D world mm-hmm. he will use those blue areas as like platforming game surface. And then you switch to controlling him, and he like plays a side scroller in the two D result of your three D world, like at any given moment. There is a similar game to this called Contrast that was I saw it at the experimental gameplay sessions at GDC oh, yeah. like three game, or four right? years ago. No, oh, I don't think it is. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it is. Maybe but you move a three D light source around. Oh, okay, that casts shadows on the wall, mm-hmm. and those shadows on the wall become a two D platforming environment. So yeah. it it has this weird sort of combination of two D three D space that's that's similar yeah. to this. Yeah, but, it sounds similar. But yeah, perspective is totally just a was was the mouse look game. Yeah, I mean it has like flavors of Fez in there, mm-hmm. where you're sort of using yeah you're using the same you're using like space that you kind of get accustomed to think about in a certain way, and then you have to force yourself to look at it mm-hmm. in a different way. To um, it's it's really cool. It's um. It's very puzzly because, you know, for obvious reasons, the geometry has to be constructed in such a way that it allows specific, like, 2D, uh, an intersection of a 2D plane, like, with that projection mm-hmm. to result in, in, like, a workable solution. But um, because it's a 3D world that you can run around in and, like, you have mouse look and you can very quickly move around and you can it's, – it's just one mouse click to switch back and forth between – sort of 2D mode. and I mean, you're controlling mode. 2D you guy, can, yeah. Yeah, you can develop a really, really, really um, satisfying fluency with it. You know, which is something that I, I've, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. It's mm-hmm. thing I really like, you know, is when you can, especially when it's an unusual system, right? Like, it's one thing when it's just regular walk around, shoot a guy, and it works exactly the same as it does in every mm-hmm. single other game. And maybe there's just guns are a little different or like whatever. But, but the system is the same, you know. But in, in this case where it's an unusual system, it's not one like a portal feels you know portals like the ultimate example of that right mm-hmm. where it's just, it's an unusual uh kind of environment and set of systems in this world but it's implemented well enough that you can develop an extreme fluency with it and feel really accomplished like at this unusual mechanical space that you're part of and that's the thing that is really satisfying about it mm-hmm. you know so you can you get to the point where you're like just really really quickly like all right, turn around, click, move the guy. Like he jumps over the thing while he's in midair. I'm going to switch back and back to 3d camera, like reposition the world, switch back to the guy. He then continues falling and lands on a platform that now only exists because I rotated the camera around 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just stuff like that. You know, like when you when you play a bunch of, you don't even need to play a lot of it. I played for like an hour and I got through felt like dozens of levels, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can get your competency up really quickly. Uh, and it's just really fun. It's free. It's a student game. Um, it's really cool. 
So you might as well play a lot of you played like 2012 was like the year of the puzzle platformer for you, at least the second half of it. Um, I feel like you're playing a lot of platformers between Fez and Mark of the Ninja and yeah, Mark of the Ninja. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. I mean, those are it pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of uh, Shadow Physics. I think not. Okay. Yeah, I have played Shadow Physics. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean this. Yeah, and this it's cool. I, you might as well play it. It's it's free, and you can get. It, the nice thing about it, this goes along with that fluency thing. But like, even though it's kind of high concept and weird, um, you know, just relative to a typical platform where you just run around, or a typical first person game, where you know, where it's obvious what you do, um, it you can pick up because it's the number of interactions is so limited. Like you, you're doing a, it's it's one of those cases where the mechanic is very straightforward once you get the hang of it. Um, and so it's all the breadth of the puzzles comes entirely out of the level design, mm-hmm. you know? And so you can pick up mechanical fluency really, really quickly. And so then from that point, like it's just a matter of solving the puzzles themselves, but like the physical interaction with the world gets really, really second nature, right. you know? And that's really fun. Yeah. It's really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Just a fun little thing to play for free on your computer. On your computing device. On your computing device, specifically on your Windows computer. That's the only computing device that will play it. Mm. Right over the break, I played so many. I like finished up all my IGF sort of responsibilities. And also, congrats to Brendan Chung of Blendo Games for his IGF nominations that came out today. And also Steve. They they both got one, and it's in the same category, right? Yeah. Yeah. Narrative. Yeah. 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 They got honorable mentions and some other stuff. Idle Thumbs Battle of the Narrative. Yeah. They'll probably both. They'll kill each other. They'll both win. Or both win. Yeah. I don't think that's actually what's going Well, it'll tie and then we'll just discontinue the narrative award forever. Didn't they just create that one this yes. year? Yes. Okay, so that's going to be a problem probably. Yeah. It's first and last year of the narrative award. Wow. Big, big time. And Car Life is in narrative too, so mm-hmm. it's a, this is a heavy hitting yeah. first year of narrative. It was fun. I was a narrative juror this year and uh, the conversation was great. It was a really cool uh, group of jurors. And it just ends up being one giant email thread. I'm sure you, I mean, you guys have done it. So it was fun, though. It was really good. Lots of lots of really great stuff. Actually, oh, so this is a micro story. But through the IGF, I uh, downloaded this iPhone game called like Zombies Run, which I think people were talking about a while, maybe like yeah. six months ago. Which is a wasn't that a Kickstarter game? Yeah, yeah, it was a Kickstarter. Yeah. It's, um, it's 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 in, inspired by like Run Keeper and that sort of stuff, yeah. but it has a weird meta game. Yeah, it's a fitness game where. So I went on a run uh, the other night and for the first time. And I went at night and I went in the park, which instantly when I do that, I put on a hoodie. I put on a beanie. I put in like my iPhone headset. I put my hood up and I just try to look mean because it's like because like Golden Gate Park is scary at night and really fucking dark. So I'm listening to this story about like being in a helicopter crash over like a, a zombie infested area. It's really fucking good. Like the narrative is this well written and it's really yeah, like, cool. Really like well voice acted. And you're running, and it's like, there's some baddies over there. Hurry up. So, like, I ran a little faster, and it's like, sweet, you got them. <laughs> I'm like, awesome, good. And then I start hearing these growls, and sometimes, like, zombies are 50 feet away. I'm like, fuck. And I'm just running down the middle of the street in Golden Gate Park at night, and there's no other cars around. And so it's like 40 feet away. It's like, fuck. I'm like, 30 feet away. Oh, and I take a hard left, and it's like thirty feet away. I'm like, okay, thank God. But I ended up getting eaten, and then you lose your shit that you found while you're uh, out there. If you die on that run, yeah. So like nine minutes in, I died, 
and because I does that make you just not want to run anymore? <laughs> no, you keep like my music's playing, so I'm just like, okay, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. over. Game's over now. But then, if you don't die when you get home, you have the supplies that you found that you can then like dole out in your camp. Uh huh. How do you so keep you, yourself from dying? Is it run actually run faster or like just changing your route? I think it's you change your route. That's his. Really I've only played really one. Strange. Yeah, we really even turn that aspect on or off in case oh, you okay. have your own path you want to go. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, oh, I'll turn it on and play the whole game. Yeah. Play it the way it's supposed to. So you just look like a psychopath, I think. Um, but uh, anyway, I just thought I'd, thought I'd share me yeah, just cool. running in the dark. <laughs> it's also fucking scary. Yeah. It was really like oh, frightening to play. It was like, yeah. it's already scary enough to be in the park, as Jake knows. Oh, Jake God. was followed by a homeless man in yeah, the park yeah, one night. But. Anyway, the IGF was an awesome experience. I'm so happy for uh, Steve and Brendan, everybody. Uh, Roger, what's that guy's name from? Carly? Richard Hoffmeyer. Richard Hoffmeyer, yeah, awesome game. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of great games nominated. Yeah, there's a, it's a good IGF this year. Mm-hmm. It's almost always and a good IGF. And also, the top five, the grand prize winners are all available to buy today, which is oh, really cool. cool. Hotline Miami, FTL, uh, Cart Life, um, Kentucky Route Zero came out today. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting one because I'm a douche. It's good. Check it out at IGF, I guess. Wherever that is. Just Google. Oh, it's. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it is. Actually. Oh, it's hover.com slash wizard. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do some reader mail? Yeah, let's do some reader mail. So this is Saul Alexander who writes. Oh, it's at IGF.com, actually. Duh. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Brandon Boyer did a fucking amazing job running this shit their back end is incredible i know that wasn't him but he obviously organizes the whole thing that dude works tirelessly and it's awesome it's really cool that he does that all right so saul alexander says hey guys i'm going to cheat and ask two questions the first is that for sean um you talk a lot about how your college studies force you to work out your writing slash creative process as a writer and game designer i've been struggling with this for a long time um could you go into more into more detail about what you experienced in in, in this regard at college and what the final result was in terms of how it helps you uh, work and understand your work yeah i mean it's pretty simple actually which is just fucking do the work it's so easy <laughs> that sounded to not... really aggressive no this is that's what i had to tell myself because I, yeah. I got actually i got really bad grades when i first went off to school and uh every single writing class especially i was in everybody was better than me and probably still is to be honest um so that's demoralizing right so you're around 15 people plus a professor who's accomplished who are all better than you and you're supposed to just go home and write every assignment and also be ready to prepare your story for whatever your week is to prepare your story and you're going to slack off and you're going to procrastinate because it's easier to and you have the internet but it was just the process of treat it like a job treat it like going to the gym and just know that you're going to be bad at it know that there's always going to be somebody better than you at it but don't let that stop you from doing it and eventually, if you don't, you know, if you just get in that mantra where you don't care as much, um, you produce work. And I think that's that's it. You know, you spend a lot of time early on in your career not making stuff because you know it's not good, but that's poisonous. So you can't do that. And I think that's the whole thing I got out of education, because otherwise they just send you home and take your money. So. When you're doing it on your own, you don't have those pressures. Sure. But I think that's the process, you know. And I mean, you know, like we have a small writing team now at Telltale and working with the people on the team, especially who are new, there's a lot of that. It's like just do, just put it down, just get it down. Trust that like 
if it's not good, we'll make it good. Just get the work down. And uh, it's hard for, I think, at all. It's even hard for me now, actually. But Yeah, I mean, I think that, that advice is good, not just for writing, but for, it's good for music. That's good for yeah. like, iterating on a game design. You know, just get, get something down. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, his, my second question is a response to your Far Cry 3 discussion in episode 88. Uh, did you guys read the crazy interview that John no. Walker of Rock Paper Shotgun conducted with the writer of the game? Uh, I'd be fascinated to hear your responses to the claims he makes about what the game is supposedly about. What's especially weird is that even after this interview, RPS declared Far Cry 3 its game of the year. Thoughts? Anyway, keep up the good work. I'm hooked. Cheers, Saul Alexander. Yeah, did you guys see that interview? I saw the interview. I don't have any thoughts on RPS saying it's a game of the year. Like, no, I don't have any thoughts on that either. But the, the interview was bizarre. Did you read it? Yeah. It was, it was one of those interviews though where I read strange. it and then I had to jump ahead and be like, wait a second. And then I didn't like, I started like, I started sort of like, like backing away from it while I was reading it yeah. less and yeah. more. I wasn't like going deeper and deeper. I kind of kept yeah. jumping sentences like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I got kind of uncomfortable reading it a little bit. Yeah. It's, but, um, it was a little uncomfortable. I don't know. But that's what made it fascinating though. Right? It was really fascinating. Like the guy, the, the writer of Far Cry 3 is like so intent on how misinterpreted his game is and yeah. how like, I mean, there's just... I remember there was also there was some good discussion on the Autothumbs forums about it too, and now I can't remember any of it, of course. But do you remember there was some? There was some really good. Discussion. There were people were talking about like it was intermingled with people being mad at us. So it was hard for yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> there was that guy who had that the the it was a an, a weird and interesting suggestion, but the idea of representing your main character oh, in the in the UI, yeah, I thought that was cool. Say that again. Uh, who was Burkle? Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't remember who was not Yeah, but somebody on the forums had the idea. You should repeat. I it. don't remember the details. Of oh it, well. Anyway, his idea was just if this is if if the transformation of the main character is so key to the development of your story, you never see your main character in this game. So like, you, it's hard to carry that. To, to, for that to carry any weight, and so I'm, what, I'm, what I'm, if I'm you just pulled a doom. Like, is that just, what you're saying? No, or just in the menu when you go to load your save? Oh, his oh, suggestion you know, was kind of it was like avatar. it was it was basically a bandit where he said, "This okay, this won't actually solve core problems, but if the game's really about that, maybe the first thing you should see whenever you start up the game is just the current a really nice looking real time yeah. render yeah. of just your guy looking like a guy, and then by the time you get to the end of the game, he's just a fucking <laughs> right. fucko. Yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Why not? I think yeah, that's a cool. really fucking good idea. Yeah. Borderlands Two actually does that. You see the the last the, all the guns and gear you've acquired, or like World of Warcraft does that. Like it's a narrative. Like oh, that's sure. my level. I mean, World of Warcraft's a little I... different because you see that in the game. Yeah, hundred percent of the right, time. That's true. Unless that's true. you play in first person, which sure. everybody does. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I thought that was a really just sort of even okay. At least like it's it's an idea that is in service of what this guy wants his game to be about yeah and i think what the game ostensibly tries to be about um i thought that was a great suggestion on the forums yeah yeah but uh man i don't know the thing that to me was interesting about the about the rock paper shotgun interview with the with the, the guy so at one point the interviewer says do you think there's so the, the interview is being the the interviewee the writer of the game is being so insistent that no, my game is is actually a satire about these things. It's not like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the interviewer says, "Do you think there's a danger of having your cake and eating it? You're deliberately, you say you're deliberately being a hokum story. You're deliberately evoking lazy stereotypes, but at the same time, aren't you just evoking lazy stereotypes?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, that's the point. Like, blah 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 blah." And like he goes and he goes on and he goes, and that it reminds me of what we were talking about earlier with um, Borderlands. Where it's like, yeah, when you're doing these things, but you're in the context 
of the of rest just of the industry, the whole rest of the games yeah. that you're most similar to, right? Just doing that stuff. How are you? You're kind of just also doing that, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know. It was the thing that was interesting about Far Cry Two is how, like, and and I think actually Spec Ops or Far Cry Three. I'm sorry. I think Spec Ops. There were similar kind of interviews. That game's a little bit different because I think that game was a little more upfront about what it was trying to do than, yeah. than Far Cry Three. Far Cry Three, I don't. I don't really see what this guy's going well, for, to be I honest. Also, but, I mean, but, um, be, yeah. but it's like the writers of both of those games were both out in the press like for weeks after those games came out being like, no, you just don't get it. And I feel like once you've made satire that nobody – that people have such consistent problems identifying as satire, you, you're maybe not doing satire correctly. You know, you know yeah, I, mean? you can't I think that's more true of Far Cry blame, 3 I mean, than, uh, than Spec Ops. A lot, a lot of people played Far Cry 3, and a lot of people are still playing it and going to keep buying that game. That game is sold incredibly well. So you can't blame the masses. Like, people just don't get it. Like, out of that subset of 3 million people who have played the game, I'm sure there's some PhDs in there. You know, like, even the people who are, even the, I don't know, even the press, I think, you know, there's a lot of well, the record, we're talking like, guys sharp critical guys. studies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of sharp critical studies minded, minded people. So you can't just say, like, what do you expect us to do as an audience? I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Apparently, enjoy r- riding around on a jet ski with C four in your hand. Well, I did enjoy that. That's what the game's actually about. That is what the game actually. Enjoy that unironically and free of all satire. You know, drive your jeep off a cliff, get chased by a komodo dragon, and then kill a shark. I mean, that's that, that, me really honestly that was a big part of my my criticisms last week, right? Was that I, I wish the game had just committed to, to being that right. It's like, it's the same thing I feel about like, um, just cause two or something where they, there's so much just amazing, hilarious, awesome stuff in that game, but you kind of have to wade through this like really unenjoyable campaign to, to that's how how I feel about every open world game that has a campaign though. (laughs) I know. I know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Danny, Danny Arthur says, Okay, actually, really quick before oh, sure. that, yeah, I, I want to ask yeah. both of you guys, because you've played more of them than me. Am I a crazy person in thinking that all open-world Rockstar games would be better if they just let you explore the fucking world from the get-go? Why don't, like... If uh, they just opened up all the islands of... If they didn't uh, lock off areas. Yeah, if you yeah. played San Andreas and the first thing that you could do if you wanted is just fucking drive to Vegas. I totally agree with you, yeah. Why? Yeah, I don't know why they blocked that stuff off. It's so Well, it's because they want you to, they want to get you through the story. But you yeah, still have the big dot saying there's a story not, over I'm here. I'm not yeah, saying it yeah, should yeah. be that way. I'm saying that's why they do it. Yeah. It's yeah. so frustrating to me. Yeah. I would buy and play far more if GTA if games. You, if you were Nico and you got off the boat and the first thing you did in the first night you were in New York is like, walk in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, though. Like, I, no, that's great. I personally. Yeah, first night for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put yeah. exponentially more hours into those so games. Yeah. I would yeah. buy so many more Rockstar games if I knew that I had the ability to just immediately yeah. experience all the things that are in the game. Because yeah. we've all, as a culture, played enough GTA games at this you know point. You know what game, actually, or I didn't enough have that first-person shooter problem games. Red Dead. Because I had a horse, I had most of yeah. this area, and I knew it was structured the exact same way as GTA. I had to take the ferry to get to Mexico and that, yeah. and that stuff. But, like... The air, there the, was something about the initial the, area of Red Dead is huge, though. Whereas, like you you get that first island of Liberty City in GTA Four, you know well, you all don't have of a car. it fast. It's also like I can get across. It was so hard. It was, you know what I mean. I think but that has you to get a car in GTA Four in like five minutes, though. Yeah, I know, but that that makes the area feel really small. So why can't I get to the next area? Yeah, you know. Whereas in Red Dead, you're on that just horse. The, the travel just, time before you hit the extents yeah. of the world is yeah. is long. Yeah. 
Anyway, whatever. No, I, I agree. Um, so Danny Arthur says, I used to be the type of gamer who would totally devote myself to one game at a time. Lately, I've been finding it more and more difficult to find a game that sticks with me, and instead I rapidly play many games but get little enjoyment from them. Play Dota. I don't, I don't know if Steam sales and used game sections have devalued gaming experiences for me or if I'm just getting older and enjoying games less. Have you guys had a similar experience? And if so, how did you overcome it? Let the podcast I haven't overcome it. Yeah, I haven't overcome it either. I play a lot of Dota. I just, yeah. I just, oh, uh, yeah. Well, That's actually been me for probably the duration of this podcast. Like, that changed. Start. You mean ever since we started Idle Thumbs? Ever right, since right. we started, like, I've been like that and feel incredibly guilty about it since about 2008. Like, 2000. Yeah. I played the most games in my life from probably like 2003 to 2006 or seven, mm-hmm. just like Game GameCube, Xbox One era, like and sort of the dawn of Steam. My life was video games, but then, that's, you know, what can I say? <laughs> my um, life was video games. This is Jake Rodkin. But it's Jake, video games. It's, just, Rodkin. it's been it's been a <laughs> years for me because I I now have the reputation on this podcast for being the person who doesn't play video games. I actually purchase and play a fair number of games but i only end up playing them for the first like hour or two before i just at most before i end up losing interest and then i feel like a bad person do you think one is a just you have a much fuller life you have a really you have a lot of work responsibilities like you have a girlfriend you have all your life is going on or b your computer shuts down after 90 minutes no no no. it's none of those things it's not that it's there's there's for me personally, there's very few games that actually grab me right out of the gate. The other thing is, like like I was saying with GTA, I'm a person who's played a ton, a ton, a ton of games in my life. And I would like very much to play a game and immediately have it just yeah. let me engage with it. But games really actively don't do that. So the stuff that I end up getting hooked on is yeah. things like, I, like occasionally a multiplayer game. I played a ton of Team Fortress 2. I played a lot of Super Meat Boy. I played, like, like Valve games are very nice about just dropping you into the game so i ended up playing like a yeah. ton of portal but like i mean it's tough I, the, the two the two hour hurdle and so many big big but budget games even is, even things like even things like dishonored dishonored gets you in quick but not super quick there's a lot of waiting for guards to crank open doors and talking to little kids and just like i just i already know how to crouch and it makes like it makes me feel like I'm an asshole, and I probably am because I'm not right. willing to engage. But there's in that still stuff. there's still a minimum of just like an hour. You just need to like yeah. put, in, put your and, time in before you can even and like an hour to spend doing any right. Like if you if you are going to be reading a book or watching a movie or something, like you're not going to be spending an hour just settling into your chair. You unless know, like you're you reading need, Lord of the Rings or the Bible, your first hour in any other just, medium is right. just you're engaged in the content, and it's yeah. it's really tough as someone who loves video games and who wants. Yeah, to play them, but knows that I don't. That he that's now the sentence is getting weird. Does, does, doesn't have the the time to to like dedicate an hour of my life to sort of nestling in and getting engaged with it. Yeah. It's very it's very frustrating. yeah. I mean, this connects to something I was saying. This connects to a thing I was saying about perspective, kind of actually, and it, and a and this open world thing you were talking about a second ago, which is that you know once you've played enough games, there's a certain kind of game certain like set of games that you just have a fluency in. You just know how to do the things like, you know, you, like I was saying about games where you run around and shoot, like, you know what that is, right? Like maybe this game is a little bit different. The jumping in this game is a little different or the guns are a little different or whatever, but like those are all things you just straight up know how to do. You don't like, it's understandable that a developer would want to, you can't assume. I mean, the only reason you know how to do that is because you learned how to do them one time. So the game 
Well, I think theoretically has to cater to those people as well. An, but an example of this that is good mm-hmm. is the first Bioshock game. That game had, had major mass appeal, but Bioshock I completed, and I think part of that is you're in a plane wreck, but the very first thing you do after that is press W to swim. You have like narratively, you have no desire to have any other agency at that point right. other than just explore. Right. You see a crazy sick thing. You get in an elevator. You pick up a weapon. You inject yourself with. Uh, a thing that I've now just forgotten the name of it. Plasmid. A plasmid, Jesus. And you're off to the races, like, fast. Yeah, that game, that's true. That's a really That game point. just, boom, you're in. Every core system explained in three minutes, well, and you're right. in that game. Like, that, that's hardcore. Yeah. No, you're right. That's totally true. Another thing about Bioshock is just that, the, I mean, that that pacing stuff you described is, is, is you're totally right. But there's also just the the world and suggest, early suggestion of narrative is actually interesting. You know, whereas yes. if oh, you're going to yeah. play a game where... A shooter, even a shooter that does get right into it pretty early on, like if you Almost already know everything there is too. to know about the shooting mechanics, which let's face it, you do if you've played shooters before, and there's nothing particularly interesting about the setting or story, and let's face it, that's going to be the case in almost every shooter you play. Yeah. Like what is even the point? You know, like it just you, you start it and you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing but this. Bioshock like, holds your hand on neither front. The game starts... In media yeah. res, this crazy thing, fucking yep. plane crash, that tower, the big fucking Andrew Ryan statue inside of the thing. And mm-hmm. then the next thing you do is start actually using the mechanics. Yeah. Well, and I think you can do that there's in a way. There's also a lot of explicit narrative. I mean, not a lot, but like that bathysphere ride. No, there's a lot. There's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. But, but like you just, you're reveling in it because. It's, it's still quick oh, compared so, to a lot of stuff. That's though. true. Even in a game that is, le- that is like less. Like it's tight. Yeah. Even in a game that starts in, in kind of a less assertive way than that, like. Uh, Half-Life 2, for example, that game's that's a much more subdued opening, but it's still interesting right from it's the first It's also never second. taking agency away from you, though. And again, that's it's true. a situation yeah. where the verbs that you yeah. want to have... It takes away less agency than Bioshock does. It's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, just the, the player verbs that you want at that moment are the only ones that you're given. Like, right. the first time, you know, and that guy knocks a thing over and says, pick up that can. You're like, yeah. I do want to <laughs> pick really up that good. can, but before that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Oh man, is E supported at the beginning of Half Life Two? Can if you know that it works, can you walk up to characters? Uh, and, uh, uh, I think it does that. Yeah. Are, but are, are there characters who will say, "Leave me alone" and yes, stuff like that? Yeah, 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 before yeah, you've actually happens. had yeah, to pick yeah, up yeah. the can, like that's yep. that's all that I ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a gun yet, so I don't expect to shoot. But I know that E is a use key because I played Half Life One and every was shooter. Yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. you know, like that's it's stupid, but I think that that is a part of it that plus just i suck and don't play games but like i totally relate well, to this yeah, guy well part of it is what you say part of it's like pacing issues of individual games so part of it is the broader thing of like when you've played a lot of games most games honestly don't try very hard or if they do try very hard they, they aren't very good at it at feeling like a thing that isn't just like all the other ones you know like i mean it really is hard to play a game in an established genre well, that's, that's the part, that's the second thing that makes me feel guilty and makes me feel like an asshole because I'll see something about a game that I get excited about and I'm playing it and the thing that I'm basically asking the game is, show me why you're different. Show me why I should yeah. keep playing. Yeah, yeah. Please, please show me. Okay, no, you're telling me how to reload. Like, right. And then I feel like I'm a butthole because I'm sure there's somewhere inside of this game well, yeah, something interesting and unique. A valuable thing somewhere. But just yeah. how deeply buried it is, it depends on... That's also totally, totally subjective, but it it makes me feel like a guilty failure. I gotta go, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Quit out of thumbs. Oh, are we gonna bring in, Nick, bring in Brecken here? To... Just gonna replace me with Nick Brecken. Yeah. Bye, Jake. 
I'm back. Nick Brecken's dead. Oh, man. Oh, I thought you were going to come back as Nick Brecken. Oh, hi, guys. I'm Nick Brecken. I mean. Hey, Nick. I'm Nick Brecken wearing Jake's skin. Hmm. It's the only way I thought I could get back on the podcast. It suits you. Jake's, Jake's skin. <laughs> suits him. It's <laughs> a good podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, video games. We're talking about video, video games. Yeah. All right. So we got a pair of, of, uh, of emails from two different people regarding mods. Um, so I'll read them both and before we respond, I guess. You so, mean like the, the 60s cultural? Oh, you mean the uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. composer of many AGS games? <laughs> oh, God, Jake. You right. mean the game The Maw? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. So Alice Dare says, Greetings, Idle Thumbs. I'm interested to know about your opinions and preferences regarding mods. I'm a big fan of aesthetic additions in my game, like Fallout New Vegas mods that add weather effects, extra immersive stuff, restoring cut content. But I don't really get excited for fan-made projects that add new story. I've uh, I've also used one of the only mods ever released for Far Cry 2 to tweak damage values, enemy AI detection, and respawn values. It evens out pretty much all the issues I had with the game. Do you guys ever use mods? He says, I also tried the any tweak for Far Cry 3 that completely removes the HUD. Aside from messing up the QTEs and having to mentally count your bullets, it's incredible to see what a lack of clutter does to that game. There are audio and visual cues everywhere that you probably never even notice if you don't have to. If you haven't tried, I recommend you at least check it out. Cool. Um, so there was that, and then there was um, Dave Agnor, who wrote an email entitled Far Cry 2 Realism Mod Greater Than Symbol Far Cry 3? Question mark. Hello, video games. After hearing your episode about oh, hey. Far Cry 3, I decided to fire up Far Cry 2 again, since it's one of my favorite games of all time, and I needed to scratch the emergent grenade rolling down hillage. Good, good guy. Is Far, <laughs> good, good. Is Far yeah. Cry 3 really worth the price for hardcore sadists for myself? I don't want to craft wallets or find the correct leather for backpacks. I just want to feel oppressed. <laughs> I just want to feel oppressed and shit on over and over. Well, good. That's an idle thumbs reader. It's, it sure is. <laughs> I found a mod that addresses many of the incongruities from Far Cry 2 found here. Um, I've actually never tried this mod. I think this must be the same mod the other guy was yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, I've heard about this. Um, but it's I, the mod description page on uh, moddb.com says, this mod fixes what Ubisoft left unfixed. Dylan's realism mod. I love that. It's few and far between these days, but I'm glad that there still yep. exist things like Dylan's Realism Mod changes Far Cry 2 from an Africa-based sedan and pickup truck simulator into a semi-accurate African conflict simulator. Realistic weapon damage, recoil, realistic ammo loads, weapon reli- and weapon reliability have been added, along with a more effective stealth suit and revamped AI weapons. Checkpoint AI have been tweaked. Checkpoint guards now have a 60% chance to chase you instead of 90 to 100%. Mil- Militiamen also communicate more frequently in combat and use suppressing fire more often. However, you are also now as vulnerable as the AI. A single burst of rifle fire can kill you, so you're probably going to need that extra ammo and stealth suit. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and I, someone was talking to me about the uh, about the um, Far Cry 3 Strip everything mod. UI mod. Yeah, yeah. which is funny because it does... God, getting out of it, the be- building at the beginning with that mod on has to be tough. With the Far Cry 2 mod? Yeah. Because oh, you're Far Cry running 2. basically... Yeah, yeah. yeah, right after you get the um, the medication, and right after the jackal like gets mad at you. Yeah. And you have to run out of that firefight in that first town. That's going to be tough because all you have is a little handgun. Yeah, that's going to be really hard. Sorry, no, that's right. Well. No, no. But yeah, the uh, I think it was Kirk who was actually talking to me about the Far Cry Three one that ruins the UI. He was saying it's hilarious because, as the guy in the email says, it just makes QTEs like unplayable because it removes all like all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't. You don't know what UI. button you're supposed so, to press. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can imagine, he, but you know, he was also saying there's all, he, it's funny actually, this email, he is very similar to what Kirk was saying to me. Um, but there's all kinds of stuff that they actually did build into the representation of the world itself that you just don't 
have to pay any attention to because the game is constantly shouting all this stuff in your face. Just weird AVQs that are in world. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a real shame. Like that's you know it sucks that they buried cool parts about their game in this just like kind of mess of feedback coming at you constantly. Um, but I kind of want to give that a shot and that Far Cry Two one. That sounds fascinating. As far as the first question about types of mods, my it's I have the basically exact opposite taste to that guy who wrote in. Yeah, I kind of do as well. I like. I've in a couple cases tried to load like <clears throat> HD mods or weather effect mods or like HDR dynamic exposure stuff like all those well, add-ons that sort of make the game look better and my experience with it more often than not is that I can see I can see the stuff that the mod added versus the stuff that was the original stuff from the developers so completely. much that yeah, yeah, yeah. it ends up feeling like when Star Wars Special Edition first came out and you could just see the weird CG frog hopping around on top of a bunch of 70s footage like mm-hmm. that it makes it really hard for me. But conversely, uh, one of my favorite things in games as a medium continues to be when enthusiastic groups of fans end up making their own content using the same development tools that the developer made. Like content mods are my favorite thing still. Really? Like, what are some? What are some good? Ones I, but the play? thing is, I haven't played any of them in a, in a while, which sucks. Like that, yeah. just it was a huge part of my life uh, doing PC gaming, going back to like. Quake 1 and 2 lands where all we would do is mm. stack that stuff up. And then in college, I worked on a few right. Quake mods. But, like, that's just – it's a community that I still think is really cool. I used to play a lot of multiplayer mods. I've never really played, like, single-player content mods ever. The only ones that I really remember um, – well, there's – the Half-Life Minerva stuff was cool. Mm-hmm. There was there were just these oh, yeah, right. fan-made Half-Life oh, 2 campaigns. Oh, development. Oh no, that's a different one. Research and development oh, was I know it's one. A one, and then oh yeah, another, then Minerva Metastasis or whatever that was yeah. called. Yeah. Um, the other Half Life mod that I've played recently that I have mixed feelings on, but thought was really f- fun in its own way was the Stanley Parable. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, I guess I guess that is a mod. Yeah, I guess yeah, you're right. I guess it is. I did. Play I think that. they're I like re-releasing it as not a mod, but it started off yeah, as yeah, a Half Life. Yeah. No, two I mod. played the Half Life Two mod. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I don't know. I think it's cool that people continue to yeah. do that stuff. Although it seems like it's. I also do totally agree with you about the visual stuff. I really dislike that. I remember when the 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 Half Life Two factory, whatever they're called, those ones were going the around. HD upper res pack. I can't stand. That it was stuff. tough because it reveals how much work a company like Valve puts into their original textures, and then the HD yeah. stuff felt very much like people went to cgtextures.com, bought mm-hmm. facsimiles, right. and then pasted yeah. them into the higher res, yeah. and you lose some of the, like, the painterly details Yeah, you and lose stuff. the actual character of the, yeah. the original um, work. And they it replaced music and stuff, too, which I found really yeah, it's odd. bummer. Um, um, the, 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 the one class of visual mods that I really like, and it's not very... It really is not applicable to modern games for the most part, but the ones that I always use are, like, when I'm playing Deus Ex or something, I use mods to patch in... Um, just arbitrary resolution support and proper widescreen support mm-hmm. and like scaling the UI down. So it's just pixel for pixel and not like scaled up to being 25% of my screen, you know, stuff like that. Yep. Stuff that doesn't actually alter the art direction of the game necessarily. It just makes it and modernizes it technically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like more pixels are on the screen, but the models are identical, you know, like stuff like that. Um, that, that, those are the kind of mods I like for older games. I don't really ever use visual mods for newer games. We've probably actually talked about this before, but the thing that I was that I just reminded myself of because I was about to say community-based content modding isn't a thing that really exists in culture of gaming anymore, but then I realized that Valve has completely systemized that yeah, with the have, Steam community, yeah, Steam yeah. Workshop stuff. Like, the, the Bethesda stuff all just uses that now, which yeah, is really cool. Like I remember like 
Civ Civ Five. The the people whoever founded polycount.com mm-hmm. yeah. must be the proudest motherfuckers in the entire world because that site has been around as a community of like fan modders and mm-hmm. fan modelers since Quake One. Mm-hmm. But now like they're the like beating heart of the Team Fortress and Dota and like Bethesda like Steam Workshop modeling community yeah, yeah. is all just like they did the big polycount contest on Dota where like everybody from the community put forth their best like new skins yeah. for lords in that game and then they released the top 10 and then also like the polycount pack of all 10 i think lords skins is like 75 dollars or something like that wow. yeah it's really expensive. yeah but yeah i was but they're beautiful they're it's cool. it was it's funny because they also oh sorry go ahead look like on the blog on the dota blog which is built into like the the, the whatever that is the client client for dota they did a really fantastic job of breaking down why, like, the art directors at Valve, like, liked each one, what they thought it did well. They, like, gave, like, a really, like, clear, like, critique of each right. one. It was really great. Like, they really engaged that community in a way that's impressive. It was, that's yeah, really cool. it was just a weird mental jump for me just now to think about how... Right, yeah, I was going to say that. Well, just, yeah, in my brain, I associate that as, like, a dead thing from previous right. iterations of gaming. But it's literally the same online community has been generating that content yeah. since... Quake 1 in 1996 or whatever mm-hmm. is now like it's gone so far that they're able to monetize their work through that through that stuff but it's literally like the same exact forum it's crazy to me it's really cool yeah. video games are cool <laughs> sweet that's all I wanted to say about video games yeah well then I guess we that's can wrap it up that's all we all wanted to say about yeah, video games we've said oh. it. it's been said cool the work of Idle Thumbs has been complete hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast thanks years. for backing our Kickstarter campaign yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Yeah, special guest. What? Don't say that. There isn't one. That's the right. ghost of dishonored Christmas past. <laughs> Nick Brecken. Dishonored Nick Brecken will be here. <laughs> Which is really just Kirk Hamilton. Video game. Fuck Nick. No, no. Feed Nick. <laughs> no, congrats Nick. Congrats, congrats Nick. Nick. Oh, it's that day. Feed Nick. Feed Nick. <laughs> Nick feed Nick Brecken. It's God. the year of the Steam Bucks. It's twenty thirteen. <laughs> Happy Dishonored Steam Box. <laughs> oh my god. Wizard. <laughs> Happy Dishonored Wizard. <laughs> Gold. Happy Dishonored Jeff Goldblum joke. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's... We should make a GIF of you going like that. Oh, that's true. I think you mean GIF. I mean, you mean, I don't know what a GIF is, but we can make an animated GIF. Oh, we can make an animated GIF. We can make a copy serve graphical interchange format animation. 89A specification. <laughs> oh my god. Kill yourselves. <laughs> what? GIF 89A is the one that has animation. Just seriously kill yourselves.